In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now that we have <clears throat> begun Tempus Peranum Post Pentecostum, we begin a series of feast days and solemnities which we are able to know and articulate because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit teaching us all truth. Truths that are not simply superimposed upon what we already know or graces that are simply applied in an ill-fitting way on our broken human nature, but rather mysteries that express our yearnings and graces that satisfy our longings. If we lived in a universe, as some people imagine, where God simply is power, God simply is almighty, God simply would be there to be feared, obeyed, but feared. We would comply with God. And that relationship would then form every other relationship and inform every relationship. Our first inklings of God are formed by our relationship with mom and dad the ultimate authority when we're the size of a peanut and even the size of a football. By the time we get to about the size of a sack of potatoes, we don't necessarily um, so easily regard mom and dad as the ultimate authority. But we can relearn that. We can relearn what we were made to do, which is to love. Granted, some people have a harsh upbringing, and so their understanding of God reflects that. But, but what is the condition in which we are brought into the world? We're not, we're not brought into a world in which our initial relationships are fear and trembling, but rather love and gratitude. If the creator of the universe were simply power, and we were made simply to comply or to fear him or it, as human beings, we wouldn't be made with this uh, imprint that impels us to love and to want to love and, and to expect to be loved. As we grow up, that sack of potatoes stage of life yields something also helpful. If we weren't made to be like God, something which we do well or poorly, as the case may be, human beings wouldn't ever display arrogance. We also wouldn't display benevolence. 
our human nature, even before it receives the grace of baptism and the grace of the Holy Spirit and confirmation, reveals that we were made for something greater. We weren't made simply to consume. We weren't made simply to dominate. We were made to become something noble. It's already, it's already written on our soul. It's already, the thought is already on our mind. Where would that come from if not from the person who made us? So before Christianity and outside Christianity, there are inklings. Without a doubt and with, with, with persuasiveness and I dare say even with forcefulness, the fact that the universe is made, is created, is created by God, has purposes, has natures, has forces that are constant, must bring human beings to their knees to acknowledge that there is a creator. That is not something for which we just simply pray and hope that somehow someone recognizes that there is a God. We don't pray that they recognize that there, are tree, that there are trees in the backyard or that there's cars crossing the street. We don't pray that they recognize that there's a, a backhoe or a crane at the construction site. It's there. It is shameful for us not to recognize that the order and the beauty of the universe comes from someone just as easily as you recognize that the order and the beauty inside someone's home was arranged by a person. That human being, then, is dropped to their knees even more profoundly in awe and wonder when this God, who can be known as creator, reveals himself as one who loves us. This is one we already knew as power. This is one we already knew as beauty. This is one we already knew as perfect order. And, and that God loves us? And even more fascinatingly, that God is love. Love isn't just something that God does. Love is far more than simply an attribute. God is love. In professing Christ crucified, risen, and ascended to heaven, the same Christ who sent the Holy Spirit as he promised, we inevitably profess God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
When the mystery confounds us, we need to return to the person who reveals it. Christ in his words and his prayers, praying to God the Father. Christ who promised to send the Holy Spirit to replace him after his departure. After the resurrection, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the apostles are able to articulate this simple truth that Jesus really is equal to God the Father. The Holy Spirit really is equal to our Lord and Savior. And this isn't something like water and ice and steam where the Father turned into the Son who turned into the Holy Spirit. This isn't the heresy of modalism. This isn't partialism falsely attributed to St. Patrick where the three leaves supposedly represent God as though God could be divided into one part Father, one part Son, and one part Holy Spirit. This is a profound mystery. That God, in one substance, is three persons, equal in majesty, equal in glory. Revealed not by a textbook, revealed not by a lecture, but revealed by the very person of Christ. And what is revealed to us? That God is love even before the creation of the universe. God didn't need to create the universe in order to have someone to love. God is love already. What does this reveal to us? That to be means to be with someone, to be with another. Existing is never existing alone. The mystery of the Trinity reveals how intolerable it is for a human being to think that it's Isolated. We would rather have bad company than no company. It reveals to us that, that those who try to adjust their expectations to a world of not just solitude with God, not Christian prayer, but of absolute solitude, have to conjure a world where the world does, doesn't exist, where pain ceases to exist, where pleasure ceases to exist. To deny being with another is to deny existence. If we weren't made by a God who loves us, why would we be made with that desire to love and be loved. And so we, we ask the Lord to, to purify this, to sanctify all of this, to humble us, to make us filled with gratitude so that every time we bow our head at the glory be every time we make the sign of the cross when we invoke the three persons of the trinity we do so 
with profound and utter gratitude that we mere creatures have been revealed this mystery. And as much as it answers so many questions and heals so many wounds and satisfies so many longings, we're tempted to fear. We're tempted to run away. We're tempted to reject his grace because of our unworthiness when it is precisely our emptiness that makes us fitting receptacles for this grace, fitting recipients of this love, fitting orphans to be adopted. When you hear someone begin in the name of the Father and you know where it's going and you begin to make the motion... Is it a gesture that's supposed to go along with the words, words that go along with the gesture? Recognize all the ways that we honor the Holy Trinity. Not just by making the sign of Christ crucified and risen when we hear the triune God mentioned. Not just when we cry, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. God the Father, have mercy. Christ the Lord, have mercy. Lord, Holy Spirit, have mercy. Not just when we bow at the Sanctus, 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 knowing what Isaiah experienced but could never have imagined. Recognize the Holy Trinity as part of the mystery of your very heart and your very soul. And realize that it's because God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and He made us in His image and likeness, it creates in us the capacity to suffer. Because that longing for love, that longing for perfection, is afflicted when not fulfilled. But that same triune God promises that his love is given to us if we just recognize him and accept him. And so for all the times we thought that our, our, our heartbreak and our disappointments were mere instances of, of personal aggravation and not realizing that they are there to prompt us that we were made for heaven, we were made for God, we were made for perfection. We were made to be here. We were made to worship God. We were made to know him. We were made eventually to see him. We ask God's forgiveness. 
and healing as we pray profoundly. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.